Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joe Paterno and Penn State, you know, helped mold me into the man I am today, which is why everything I do, I think about what is in the best interest of the university. And there you know, has been an internal conflict around our athletic department that has gone on for years that I haven't spoken up about in a public setting because I didn't think it was in Penn State's best interest. Now that we've lost our basketball coach to a competitor due to NIL, I believe that I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't speak out. I am uh, I'm so pleased to be joined today by Brandon Short with Brandon Short, uh, member of Penn State's Board of Trustees for his second term, uh, a an obviously very accomplished football pl- player from the Penn State football program, uh, went on to have a lengthy NFL career and has done great things in business uh, since that time. Brandon, welcome. Thank you for uh, for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Nate. Um. Obviously, there have been some things that have happened uh, over the last couple of weeks that I think you can give us an interesting perspective on uh, in terms of Penn State, uh, you know, the Board of Trustees, NIL, all of these things that are happening with athletics. But I know you're here uh, to, to give us some, some insight into uh, another event that's near and dear to your heart that's coming up here soon. Yeah, thanks, Nate. Uh, um, I had a tragic loss. Um, I lost my daughter, um, Carly and our unborn child to a senseless act of gun violence and trying to channel that inf- that that negative experience, the most difficult experience in, of my life into something positive. You know, we started the Carly Short Better Tomorrow Foundation um, and its mission is to support students who've been affected by gun violence, offering them scholarships. The scholarships were started at Penn State Greater Allegheny, which is in my hometown of McKeesport, PA. Um, last year, we had our initial gala. We raised $600,000 for students who have been affected by gun violence. We offered, we endowed three scholarships. This year, we're, you know, our gala is on April 28th in Pittsburgh. Um, want to encourage everybody, if you can't attend the gala, to go on to our online auction. We have a, a ton of great online auction items from whiteout tickets, Steeler tickets, you know, signed Jack Ham memorabilia, signed Jerome Bettis memorabilia. Just come on out and, and do whatever you can to support students who have been affected by gun violence. Yeah, thank you so much. I know I know that's uh, that's obviously very close to you and, um, you know, imp- important work that you're doing there. So, uh, you know, obviously very much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, other 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 important work to you, obviously, uh, is is in your role with Penn State's Board of Trustees. Uh, and so, you, you know, you, you've obviously been a, uh, you know, a, a person who has kind of 
led, I, I think, is a fair way to say that uh, for the Penn State football program, its importance within the university uh, and the athletic department as a whole. So, uh, you know, I know that you have some some interesting insights and perspectives on what's happened the last couple of weeks. And it's not your sport necessarily, but but certainly basketball, Penn State basketball. Uh, had a transition. I did some reporting on it, um, and I know that you have some some interesting insights there. So, if we could, let's let's just get started there. What um, you know, <laughs> what did you see uh, in terms of Micah Shrewsbury and his his exit from uh, Penn State basketball, and and maybe some of the ways that NIL impacted that uh, for him? Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Well, first of all, they're, all 31 sports are, are, are my sports. You know, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm here to represent all athletics and the entire university. So they're all they're all my sports. They're all our sports. And we got to all get out and support them you know, as such. Um, you know, we lost Micah, you know, for a number of reasons. But one of the biggest reasons was a lack of support um, through NIL. You know, college sports is a changing landscape, and if we want to be competitive, we need to be competitive at all levels, and NIL is a key element of that. Um, like a lot of us, you know, like losing Micah was a wake-up call. You know, it's a wake-up call for me. Um, when he chose Notre Dame over Penn State, I felt heartbroken, embarrassed that a school could come and take our coach. We're Penn State. We're not a stepping stone job. Penn State is a, a destination job. And I think we need to do everything that we can to make sure that that never happens again. And that starts with supporting the athletic department and being aligned from top to bottom. Um, with, that means the administration, like investing in coaches and facilities. That means the fans going out and supporting our teams, filling the Bryce Jordan Center and Beaver Stadium, win, lose, or draw, and showing them how much they mean to us. And it means donors in, in investing and supporting NIL. Um, a lack of NIL cost us our head coach. And we need to learn from this. And as a community, you know, support NIL initiatives and make Penn State that make the world know that Penn State is the best athletic department in the country. This this obviously isn't a a new topic. I guess in in my frame of reference, it's not a new topic. But I think maybe to some of the viewers out there that it is right that that NIL is uh, certainly a, a radically changed landscape from. Uh, you know, certainly the the Joe Paterno tenure as as Penn State's football coach and and the model that Penn State uh, intended to set up with its athletic de uh, department and its athletic programs. I'm just, you know, where do you see this right now? Right? Is is it's such a complex topic? Uh, I, I think that one of the words that I latched onto from from Micah during the process was the word controversial. Right. Is he said that the, the response from Penn State fans and donors and some, I think, even in the administration was that of it being a controversial topic, whereas his point was in in the broader landscape, it's not. It's, it's something that is being uh, wholly embraced by other universities, other athletic departments and other major college sports programs. Um, you know, how, how, how have you seen the last 18 months of this, 20 months of this shake out and its role in Penn State? Yeah. And, and 
I, I get Micah's comments and, and, and they're legitimate because I had a difficult time sort of adjusting to NIL because at Penn State, you know, and we don't cheat. Just a, a point blank. We we were, were brought up in an environment where you don't pay players, but the market has evolved. The, the, the rules have evolved and the teams that were already in the had infrastructure in place that were, were misbehaving, they had an advantage on Penn State. Now that, that we, we all have a chance to take this in, you know, we have to adapt and we have to work to be the best. I mean, you, we, if we want to compete and we want to, to pre perform at the highest levels, we need to compete at all levels. And that means investing in NIL. That means like being not just investing, not just matching. We, we need to be able to go out and, and outperform and beat other schools. I know that there's some astronomical numbers out there. You know, you got Arch Manning, who's the number one quarterback in the country, making $3.7 million. That, that's a massive number. But guess what? We got the number one quarterback in the country in, in, in our huddle right now. And we need to make sure that that, that, that quarterback is getting – it does, doesn't feel like, you know, he needs to look at another school because uh, because the Penn State community didn't get out and support them. So yeah. it, it is it is a process. We are evolving, but that evolution has to happen now. I mean, it has to happen quickly and immediately. It's already cost us a basketball coach. We don't want it to cost us uh, recruits or even our football coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, you've you... – open for a kind of a natural transition, but I guess I, I wonder how much uh, the events of the last couple of weeks bring into focus, although it happened to basketball, how much it brings into focus, the risk that's at hand uh, for football and whether or not you have a gauge, uh, you know, as, as being a letterman for that program of, of what the fear is, right. What the, what the level of concern is about Penn state's football NIL specifically being up to, uh, right, the task and, and really what its peers are doing nationally. We're, we're woefully behind. And, and James is you know, outperforming and recruiting and building a team without having the support that, frankly, he would get at other schools. You know, he's, he, we, are, we are Penn State and we are a great institution, but that, that isn't going to like, ensure that we perform and we can stay at that highest level. You know, you have schools that are, 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 are that have twelve million dollars, you know, of, in an NIL package to distribute amongst their players. And Penn State doesn't have anywhere close to that. So if we think that we're we're upset and we're shocked about what happened, you know, in basketball, um, that that very well could happen in football as well. Yeah. What do you, what do you see as the uh, the resolutions to this, right? What's, what's the path forward for Penn state football for its NIL? Uh, how, how do, how do, how does it get to that status where it can have those numbers? Because look, I, I think that if we're being honest, that some of the conversation among fans is very simply, Oh, well, you, you know, the mega donor, right. The, the huge whale does not exist in Penn State's ecosystem. I'm not sure if that's true or not, uh, but certainly you, you've got another side that's arguing, hey, this is Penn State with its 700,000 plus living alumni. Uh, why is it not able to crowdsource 
for lack of a better word, those funds? Where, where do you, where do you see that, uh, that going? Well, I think that the Penn state does have the mega wells. We are, we have, we're number one for CEOs for any school. That's university of Penn, Pennsylvania. That's Harvard. That's Columbia. It's, it's Penn state. And we need to have a much more effective outreach and education, um, platform to help people understand, you know, why it's important that they give and then make them feel involved, you know, give them something in exchange, bring, bring people in. We, we don't necessarily need the mega donors, but the mega donors are out there, but we can, we can also go through smaller donations. We can bring it, we can, you know, crowdsource and, and, and make, you know, a uh, hundred ones, you know, be, be, you know, the, the, the number with that we need. Everybody loves Penn State. Everybody wants to contribute. Just give them that opportunity, and, and, and I think that they will. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, obviously, I, I see some things um, that m- may be different or maybe unique um, in terms of the the backside of this. Right, you're you're on the board of trustees. You're you're privy to conversations. You're privy to uh, different things that ultimately impact and direct how not just the university moves forward, but certainly the athletic department. Um, what is, what is the climate of Penn state's board of trustees right now in terms of NIL certainly, but also it's support for uh, Dr. Pat Kraft, the new athletic director and, and some of the initiatives that, uh, that he's trying to undergo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look, Nate, I love Penn State. Joe Paterno and Penn State, you know, helped mold me into the man I am today, which is why everything I do, I think about what is in the best interest of the university. And there has been an internal conflict around our athletic department that has gone on for years that I haven't spoken up about in a public setting because I didn't think it was in Penn State's best interest. Now that we've lost our basketball coach to a competitor due to NIL, I believe that I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't speak out. For years, there have been a small group of alumni elected trustees that have been working to undermine our athletic department, openly voting against spending, and behind the scenes working to block initiatives that would move the athletic department forward. 
Now that same group of alumni and trustees have inserted themselves into NIL and directly into Success with Honor. Success with Honor has to do well for Penn State to prosper, for Penn State to do well. But I don't see how that's possible when you have the same group of alumni elected trustees that are working to undermine our athletic department involved in Success with Honor. We need everyone aligned from top to bottom and that in order to make Penn State the best that we can be. And right now we're not there. What, what does that look like when you say undermine the athletic department? What, you know, what are, what are some of the stances that have been taken? What, what are the things that you see uh, as, as holding back uh, what well, the athletic department is able to do right now? Well, th there's a lot that I can't share, but uh, I can tell you that we have our current football coach has been here for nine years and we have alumni elected trustees who claim to be leading the NIL efforts who've never met with the head coach in the nine years that he's been here, much less discussed NIL initiatives. And I know this because they've discussed it. They speak about it openly. So what happened in basketball very well could happen in football. Now, I know some of the people that are the founders of Success with Honor and they're great Penn Staters who've done tremendous service to Penn State over the years and that so the success with honor, the premise of the collective is strong, but they need to separate themselves from these trustees that have been working to undermine our athletic department so that we're 100 percent aligned and we can go. We can make Penn State the best we can be. Do you do you see that alignment as happening otherwise? Right. Uh, and, and James Franklin's been very open about it and has, has spoken about it publicly. Uh, the support of Dr. Neely Bendapudi as the new uh, university president, certainly Matt Schuyler as the chair of the board of trustees and now with Pat Kraft as the uh, obviously the athletic director. Yeah. You know, do you feel like that exists otherwise? Do you feel like the the uh, the aims that exist for those four tiers, right, including James Franklin, uh, do, you, do you feel like those are aligned and where they need to be for the program? Yeah, and just yes, yes, like Neely Bendapudi, Pat Kraft, even Matt Schuyler, all the leadership have been a breath of fresh air. And to be clear that from that standpoint, we, we are all aligned. This, when I speak about there's a, there's a small, small group of trustees who don't have influence on voting and they've ejected themselves into the NIL process to have influence because that influence doesn't exist with voting because the majority is fully aligned. Pat Kraft has been amazing. You know, I, I understand that a lot of people are, are nervous about um, the transition in basketball because of how upsetting it was to lose our coach to Notre Dame. But Mike Rhodes is a great hire, and I think Pat Kraft acted quickly. He locked down a great head coach, and I like Pat's approach. He's a, he's a linebacker and has a linebacker mentality, which <laughs> I can relate to. You know, he's aggressive, he's passionate, and he knows the business. And Neely has just been phenomenal, not for, not for athletics, just phenomenal for the university. Um, so I, I'm so happy and you know, proud to have that alignment. In, in on those levels and, and and hopefully it can help get Penn state where we need to go. What um, obviously there is a, a board of trustees alumni uh, 
election that's coming up. Okay, I believe that starts April 10th next week. Yes. Uh, what what value do you see in this election? Because look, let's be honest. Uh, things have changed, I think it is fair to say, in terms of how alumni view the board of trustees, right? In in yeah. the heat and the aftermath of 2012 um, and, and all of the events that transpired then, there was such a great interest in it. I, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case now um you know but where do you where do you view it's important uh in terms of these alumni elections that are coming up i mean they are tremendously important beyond uh, being a father and a husband serving on penn state's board is the most rewarding thing that i do you know that you have access and affordability you know we deal with uh, research we deal with, with um diversity, equity, inclusion. We deal with so many issues that affect people's lives on a day-to-day basis that are behind the scenes that no one ever sees. And who's on the board matters. You know, leadership matters. You know, we have, we have three, for a lot of people that are upset about losing Micah Strewsbury or some of the things they see, you know, in athletics, we have three in, incumbent trustees who all voted against Latch all voted against supporting our football program, you know, at, at a time when they needed it. So I just implore, if you are concerned about tuition, if you're at affordability, you know, or if you're concerned about access, or you're, you're concerned about any issue about Penn State, make your voice be heard. You know, get out and vote in this alumni trustee election. You know, I'm supporting Randy Houston, Allie Krieger, and Uma Moriarty. That's Randy Houston, Allie Krieger, and Uma Moriarty, because I believe that they're best positioned to help lead Penn State into the future. You you uh, you mentioned voting against Lash. Um, just just so people understand what that means. Um, you know, certainly Lash has undergone these massive changes over the last few years. Yes. Uh, it, it is still a project that's being worked on. To, to what degree um, do, do you see that evolution of football's facilities as being important, not just to that program, but but really to uh, the, the health of the university or maybe a reflection of where it needs to be to compete nationally? Yeah. Well, when, when I was recruited, I was the number one linebacker in the country and I could have gone anywhere. And although, you know, I came to love Joe Paterno and Tom Bradley and the people that brought me here, you know, I came because we had the top facilities in the country. Baluba Hall was the first indoor practice facility in college football. You know, Lash at the time was the first all sports complex, you know, all, all football complex in college football. We had Nittany Apartments, which are, which were the, one of the top living facilities, which we need to upgrade now. So one of the biggest reasons why I came to Penn State was because of those facilities. And, and I don't think it's a mistake, you know, that, or, or it's by chance that, you know, we invest in Lash and we bring in Drew Allard, the number one quarterback in the country, and Nick Singleton, the number one running back in the country, <laughs> because it, sees, it shows the commitment that the university and the community has to the program. Yeah. Do you see, do you, I mean, certainly 
uh, you know, Franklin has been, uh, I, I don't know if the war path, but he's been, he's been pounding the drum, right? I mean, for, for more or less the entirety of his tenure at Penn state talking about facilities, their importance, he's been talking about NIL. Where do you see now? And maybe this is uh, through your own perspective or through the things that are shared with you on the board. How, how far has it progress, right? Like how, how many strides have been taken from maybe even where it was five, six years ago to now? And how much of a gap do you see as being left? Well, I'll speak in my own capacity. Um, it, we've, we've gone leaps and bounds forwards in, in the past five years, in the past few years. But up until then, it was like we were getting surpassed. Yeah. Ohio State has an operating budget on an annual basis, that it was thirteen million dollars more on a year per year on Penn State. That that is the coaching staff, that is trainers, that's nutritionists, that's strength training equipment. Thirteen million dollars. We we were were expected to go out and compete with you know the, some of the top schools in the country, and they're all spending us about thirteen million a year. Now that gap is closing. You know Pat and Neely, you know, have come in and again, they've been like a, a, a breath, you know, a fresh air with their forward thinking and, and, and looking around the corner, you know, for, for problems. Um, so it, in, in my view, we, we are in a much, much better place um, than where we were. Um, we're near the top, but, you know, like anything, I want to be the best. You know, we don't, we don't want to just compete. We want to work and we want to be the best. And that's where, that's where we're headed. Excellent. I, I think I just have one more for you, but um, obviously, and then we'll we'll let you go. What to what degree do you see a I don't know if unified voice alignment is obviously a buzzword, um, but you know having a same sense of purpose and direction, like how how important is that right if you if you have the votes on the board of trustees um and the the board has approved things ha- having detractors like what what does that do i guess is, is the question because there there are going to be people out there who say hey uh you, you know people that vote against things necessarily it doesn't mean that their voice is being taken into action uh, but I'm, I'm just wondering from from your perspective, what the impact is that you see of that when it's not all moving in the same direction? Well, uh, reasonable people, you know, can disagree, you know, but like they're, they're, a lot of these questions, there's not real answers. And if, you know, if, if everybody agrees, you get two people in a room and they agree on everything, you don't need one of them. So you, you need dissent and you need to have, you know, healthy conversations. But where, where that dissent goes over into intent and purpose for, uh, for other issues that are unrelated to what, you know, p- that people are voting on and people are dealing with, that's where the problem is. And that's what we have with some of our alumni elected trustees. I mean, they've been working to undermine our athletic department and that has to stop. I reluctantly, you know, have come out and saying this in this forum because I want to protect Penn State and Penn State is dealing with an attack and it's internal and I want to do everything I can to stop it so that we can be the best we want we can be. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sharing that uh, perspective with us today. It's a, a, you know, 
from my perspective, as well as I'm sure for our listeners, a, a little bit of a behind the scenes that we don't we don't necessarily have access to. Right. You, you wouldn't know about it if people aren't watching and, and folks like yourself uh, giving it the attention that you just well, did. So well, to be to be clear, I'm not I haven't shared anything that is like confidential or that yep. that hasn't been shared in, in, in other settings in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's it's it's. Uh, again, it's just there. There is a little bit of a into the weeds uh, notion, right? Of of yeah. what happens with the board of trustees. It's um, it's just it changes in pe- in people's minds, and so uh, to have your perspective, it's certainly uh, very very welcomed and appreciated. So thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. God, thanks for having me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.